welcome to another episode of Talking with Bungie, the Death by Bungie podcast. I hope that your crossbow seasons have wrapped up nicely. Really kind of a funny thing for me. Every year I go through this, and this year I went through it times two because Genevieve started hunting this year. But at the end of the season... You're wrapping up your season. In this case, I had just a fantastic season. Shot my biggest buck ever, in Pennsylvania at least, and uh, had an opportunity to take a doe with a different crossbow down in Maryland. Check out those videos, what great experiences those were. My daughter was part of each adventure, and my daughter took her first deer ever with a crossbow, a buck, right in Pennsylvania, under the 100-year-old apple tree. You can't do any better than that. She shot a doe out of a tree stand in Maryland, her first time tree stand hunting. She was on her own, in her own tree stand by herself, pulled it off. You can't ask for a better season. The temptation is to keep going, right? We still have some doe tags in Pennsylvania, but the season has now ended. We went out one time for the late season, just so Genevieve could get a taste of what that's like. Pennsylvania's January Late December, January, weather is not the most accommodating. <laughs> it isn't necessarily the best time to be out in the woods and enjoying it. In fact, I think we made a rookie mistake, in my opinion, of going out there a little bit too early. You need to get out there the last hour or so, hour to two hours maximum, in order to be able to maintain enough body heat to survive it. Uh, we were frozen by the time we left, so there really wasn't much sense in us going out there and hunting in the late season. I mean, we had some doe tags. It was certainly a legal hunt, a good experience also to be able to go out there and hunt in the late season, maybe take a deer on the state game lands. That was a goal of mine for the season that got set aside a little bit in order to get Genevieve on some deer. So I didn't do as much of the state game lands hunting as I had hoped, but nonetheless, it was a good experience, but we really didn't need any more deer for the freezer. Four deer on the year, Pretty good for us. Pretty happy with that. That's nothing to be uh, upset about whatsoever. We have plenty of venison. I had a little bit left over from 2019. And plus we shot uh, a couple of the world's largest hogs at the second ever Death by Bungie meet and greet last August. So we added a freezer. Got a big chest freezer. Plenty of space in those freezers now. But we are... Uh, pretty stocked up too. So that's kind of where we're at. But it's, I wonder if other people go through that same experience at the end of the year. You feel like it should still go out, even though, you, you know, if I was maybe trying to get a buck tag filled, that might be different. But when you have plenty of meat, it's not a bad time to allow the does to rebuild, um, in my opinion. And that's a case-by-case -case basis. I can tell you in the kingdom of Bungie, on the private property I have access to, the doe population is whittled down pretty good. I'll give you more information on that down the road, but there is a shortage of does, at least compared to previous seasons. The deer numbers are down there, and I still ended up seeing more bucks this year than ever before, go figure. So it's kind of cool. Uh, and that's the subject of another video, and it'll probably be, maybe it'll be a podcast topic as well. This week, I want to talk about the next thing that comes up, when you're done hunting and you still want to remain active with your property, you still want to have some contact with deer, trail cameras. Now that is a topic 
to discuss. Trail cameras are a great way to remain in contact with those deer. You don't have to be as intrusive. You only got to check them once a week or you can check them once a month if you want. It doesn't even matter. In this day and age, they work pretty good in the cold weather. The batteries don't seem to be a problem. That was a problem years and years ago when I was using my first trail cameras probably, I don't know, this must have been a dozen years ago or more back in the late 2000s mid to late 2000s, I started using trail cameras and they were all running on C batteries. I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars a year on batteries alone. It was insane. I do like the fact that the modern trail cameras run on AA batteries and seem to maintain good battery life. I don't think you can ask for more than that. Now, I ran a poll on the YouTubes. I ran a poll in there and that's something I can do now because I have access to that feature in YouTube, apparently. And since we're now just at about 26,000 subscribers, 26,000 friends of Bungie on the YouTube channel, I think those are incredible numbers. I never, for the life of me, when I started this, thought I'd have a following of that size. People interested in crossbow hunting to the extent that they're willing to subscribe and listen to me talk on a regular basis. But I ran a poll on there. And I'm thankful that I have that number of subscribers because it gives me the ability to do that. On a side note, can you believe that Facebook took that ability to do a poll away? I cannot run a poll on the Death by Bungie Facebook page. How nuts is that? That's crazy. Anyway, I can still run it on the YouTubes, and that's what we did. The poll was, what kind of trail camera? Should I be looking at? Genevieve and I are going to get back in the trail camera business. I have a handful of trail cameras, probably five of them or so, but they, some of them are a little bit loud. They click when you turn them on. One of them has a whining sound, a whirring sound in the background the whole time that it's on. Deer don't particularly like that, I'm thinking. And the quality is somewhat dated. I mean, they're supposedly 1080p video, but they're an old, you know, it, I don't, in my opinion, it's not 1080p video. And they also are a lower megapixel count. They don't necessarily perform great in low light, that sort of thing. So I'm looking for some feedback about what other people like. Now, YouTube's polls only allow me to, to put in, I think, five options. You can only put in five choices for people to select from. I can't put 10. And naturally, there are, of course, many, many more trail camera brands out there to consider than five. So take that for what it's worth. That kind of skews the results of this poll to begin with because I can only put in really four names and then a fifth one for other, if that makes sense. So I just picked four popular names. I listed Cuddyback, Moultrie, Spy Point, and Reconics because those are four brands, number one, that I was considering, but also four brands that other people might find popular, and they would be, in my opinion at least, making this little poll, ones that people would want as choices. The others category, if there's another brand or model that you want or a specific comment you wanted to leave, people could go in and do that. Now, when I put in the names of these trail cameras, I also put in a little bit of my own feedback. And this might also have tainted the results of the poll, I'm sure, the Cuddybacks, those are not particularly my favorites, and I mentioned that in the post. Cuddybacks, for me, what limited experience I have with them, I was disappointed. And the reason I was disappointed was because I was always using cheaper cameras, and I thought, I'm going to spend a little extra. I bought some 
middle level or upper level cuttyback cameras and found them to be ridiculously complex to use, first of all. And I didn't see an improvement in the quality of the pictures, at least, or the video. There might be an, an improvement in the quality of the electronics in that they last longer, work better in low light, work better in cold weather, have a faster trigger, that sort of thing. But not so much that I thought that they were worth the upgrade, and I'm using air quotes around the word upgrade here, but not so much that I would have thought that they were worth that upgrade in price. Mole trees, I listed those. Those have historically been my favorite trail camera. And I say that because most of the ones that I bought have been mole trees. They... I've been through a few, so they don't last forever. I don't think any trail camera lasts forever. You're leaving it out in rain and snow and ice and everything else, cold temperatures, hot temperatures. You're leaving them out there where bears can get a hold of them, and trail cameras aren't going to last forever, I don't believe. But the Moultries, in my limited experience, have served me well, and the picture quality was satisfactory. Now, satisfactory for a $90 trail camera, an $80 trail camera or even cheaper satisfactory for a 300 trail camera probably not but again when i upgraded to the cuttybacks which basically cost twice as much as the moultrie i did not see an improvement of twice as much in the picture quality that is a fact i also put spy point on there because i hear a lot about them now people talking about them now and they do seem to like those those hit the right price point but i got immediate feedback on that that i'll talk about which kind of sways me away from spy point and then i had reconyx on there reconyx i would actually consider buying a few reconyx cameras i think they have like a lifetime warranty where you can just trade them in or something like that if if they go if they break on you which they better because they cost an arm and a leg and i actually commented on that in the poll i posted something about how they were a million dollar camera if you're a millionaire then you buy reconyx right but the picture quality on those when i watch dr grant wood's videos on Growing Deer TV, wow, you know, you can't complain about the quality of that Reconyx pictures. It looks as though he's using his Tacticam in very well-lit conditions when you see the film footage, the video footage of his trail cameras. And then under the others category, I allowed people to put comments in here. I was hoping to get comments of different brands and people's reactions to those brands. Now, my opinions on these various trail camera models, that's old, outdated information. Perhaps I haven't bought a new trail camera in a few years. It's probably been three years since I bought a new trail camera because I had so many of them. At one time, I was running a dozen different cameras on 40 acres. I was running 12 different cameras. I had multiple mineral sites, food plots to watch, all that sort of thing. I've downsized an awful lot in recent years. Many of you know that from reading my book, The Death by Bungie Crossbow Story, Confessions of a Crossbow Hunter. It's a good read if you haven't read it already, and I can tell you that the audio version of that book is still in the works. It is nearly finished. Once I get approval from Amazon, that will be available, hopefully within the next few weeks, maybe even sooner. Who knows? So we'll, I'll give you more information on that down the road. But the use of these trail cameras, uh, I don't need as many as I've had, but now that we're starting to look at the state game lands a little more seriously for next season, when Genevieve and I go out there, perhaps we will need to put up some cameras to find out where those big bucks are, right? 
So cameras are going to play a big role in the future. And I used to post on the Facebook page week after week after week. I was always posting weekly trail camera pictures. And I got away from that when I got away from the trail cameras, of course. But I really like seeing the pictures. You get some neat stuff. You know, neat things happen out there in the woods. And you do get some nice pictures. And I like sharing that stuff. But it's been so long, I was wondering if that information has changed. So this was a good dialogue to have with folks on that poll to read the comments, which I have done, of course. Some of the trends in those comments were that, and these were surprising, this is good and new information that I wouldn't have otherwise known, but there were plenty of folks who liked the cheaper Amazon, Amazon.com cameras, cameras that you can get off Amazon.com for 40 bucks. People were giving good feedback about that. Now, when you get something cheap, doesn't necessarily mean it's not good. It might be shorter on features, perhaps. But either way, people were reporting positive comments about those. I thought that was interesting. One exception was spy point. Now, I'm not saying that all the comments were this way. And I'm not saying that the Friends of Bungie, because I do remember a couple of comments of people that like the spy points. But I got comments right off the bat from people telling me that to stay away from spy point. And I thought that was odd. I mean, when you hear that many people saying it, it means you, you start to take notice. But one comment uh, from a friend of Bungie, a longtime friend of Bungie, was that a friend had bought some of the spy points and they died on them almost immediately. A whole pack of them did. He had bought several of them. And I got multiple comments from people to stay away from the spy points. But I did get a few positive comments on them as well. So I understand that. But that was kind of the trends of these things. There were people also talking about browning. That was not one of the options. But browning showed up routinely in the comments as a good trail camera choice. There were one or two who said that to stay away from the browning, but it was very limited. It wasn't like the spy points where you really got the, a lot of people saying that. And again, I'm not bashing the spy points. If they're working for you, then fantastic. Um, I've had great success with Moultrie over the years. And that is not the case for everyone. That is a fact. Now, this is an important topic, again, because I'm going to start sharing more of these pictures. And in the notes to this episode of Talking with Bungie, I am going to post some interesting pictures, pictures I have not shared before. One of the pictures is from the state game lands last year. State game lands. There was... Uh, and I'll either post that in a picture form if I can, but it might end up being a video. There was a nice buck chasing some does, and I'm talking in March, and he still had his antlers. I will put the details in the post. So if you're listening to this podcast in your podcast app of choice, which is the correct way to listen to a podcast, of course, but if you are, you might want to go to deathbybungie.com, go to the podcast page, Search for this episode, find this episode, and then read the notes and also look at the pictures because that video or pictures will be available there. You probably won't get it in your podcast app. But if you do that, you'll have a chance to see a really nice buck on state game lands. That, my friends, is the motivation for having trail cameras, for having multiple trail cameras and making them available so that deer can have their pictures taken when you're not there. Now, you can do that, of course, on private property or on state game lands. And I've got a few nice ones that have not been before seen that I will share on that page. Pretty neat stuff. Now, whether that deer is still there, I don't know. Um, time will tell, right? That's why you run cameras. 
I had similar experiences with this year's bucks as well. This year's bucks from the Kingdom of Bungie on private property ran trail cameras, and I had a picture of Genevieve's buck. Moments before she shot that deer, he stopped at a mock scrape we put in. And a week or so before I shot my buck, my biggest Pennsylvania buck to date, he was at that same mock scrape a week or so before I shot him. How cool is that? Those pictures I'll post on there as well. I think those pictures were available in videos, however, of those respective deer. So why? what are we doing here? Um, the polls came back with Cuddyback at 4%. That was the lowest of the four options. Spy Point was at 25%. Now, again, people are picking Spy Point 25%, despite... The comments I got were negative, but 25% of the people said, yeah, you should buy a spy point camera. Reconyx got 6%. So Reconyx, super expensive, got 6% while Cuddyback only got 4%. And Cuddyback is a little bit easier to swallow price-wise and supposedly higher on the features. So people weren't really buying the Cuddybacks. They're really not in on that, right? Moultrie was the overwhelming favorite at 34%. Again, this is unscientific. This is informal. This was tainted by me with me putting my opinions in here, but asking for advice, practically begging for advice, I guess, in comments and feedback. But we end up with, when we look at this, Moultrie taking the lion's share of the votes at 34%. The others was 31%. So others includes the Browning folks, okay? Others includes the Amazon folks, Others includes all the other brands that weren't mentioned in those four choices. And that still was only 31%. In other words, Moultrie was the biggest choice among people. Now, I can tell you as we go forward in 2021, I probably will buy a few Moultrie cameras. But there is a concern that I have that I'm going to share with you here real quick. Probably going to buy the Moultries. Why? Two reasons, right? Price point and features. For the price that you get, the features are pretty good, right? I don't think they got the best picture quality but they got some of the lower prices. That's pretty good. The other reason, and this factors into a larger picture down the road because 2021 is the year that I seek to find a successor to Bungie and upgrade to Bungie. To do that, we're looking at all brands of crossbows. I'm not necessarily turning a blind eye to any. I don't have a preformed opinion that I'm going to be buying a new Excalibur. But there is something to be said about brand loyalty. Now, isn't there? There are people who only drive Fords. There are people who only drive Chevys. I'll never drive another Chevy again. <laughs> That's only based on past experiences. And I will be buying Toyotas for life. I love my Toyotas. Now, the day may come. When something changes in the world and Toyotas are outside my price point, I can't reach that price anymore. Although I will say that a Toyota RAV4 is still a really reasonably priced vehicle for what you get for it. And I love the thing. I, I can't imagine driving something else, to be honest with you. I love that thing. So my next car, which I might even buy this year, depending on what happens in this year and what happens with that car, et cetera. We got Genevieve as a licensed driver, now 18 years of age. She needs a vehicle, blah, blah, blah. All kinds of considerations. But a new Toyota RAV4 might be in the works as well. But that's brand loyalty. And that's another reason for me to stick with Moultrie. They have done me well in the past, 
and we'll see if that means that we stick with Moultrie. One concern I have about the Moultries, I went and looked at the Moultrie website, and many, if not all, of the models that they have available are like a couple years old. You go to look at reviews of them, and the reviews are two years old of their newest models. Where is the innovation? Where is the technological advancement? Where's the new model? Brand loyalty aside, I do expect some updated equipment here. And the reason I think this is an interesting discussion is because when we're looking at new crossbows, I really like the Excaliburs. I love the simplicity. And I can take the price point, okay? I can take the speed. They don't offer the fastest crossbows in the world, but they do offer some of the most reliable. And the price is doable for me across the board. But the speeds have sort of stagnated around that 400 feet per second mark, 350 to 400 foot per second range. Meanwhile, this year, Raven announces a new crossbow that hits that 500 feet per second mark. That threshold has been reached in a new commercially available crossbow. How incredible is that? I've been waiting for that day. It's a few years later than I would have expected, or a decade ago I would have predicted that it would have been there sooner, but but here we are. 500 feet per second is now attainable. Very expensive. Very expensive. That's a nice crossbow. That's innovation. Does it mean that I upgrade to that and get the fastest, newest crossbow out there? Most impressive crossbow out there? Or does it mean that you stick with the brand loyalty? Stick with the brand that has treated you well for 10 years? That build a crossbow that has been a big, solid performer for me for 11 hunting seasons. Which do you do? Time will tell. You have to stick around to find out which direction we go in. But I can answer the trail camera question for you. Yeah, we're going to stick with the Moultries, even if there hasn't been all that much innovation.